Welcome everybody to episode 8 of the Poke Guardian podcast. I'm Taj from Poke Taj and today I'm joined by Zachariah from Poke Guardian. Hello everyone. And we have two very special guests with us today from Cardo Collectibles. We've got Ryan. Hello. And Adam. Hi there. So yeah, really, really honoured to have these guys here. They are very knowledgeable individuals in the Japanese uh, card collecting scene. Uh, so they're going to be joining us for the whole podcast and we'll be talking with them uh, about their experiences and knowledge. Um, so we're going to move on first to our first main topic, which is card highlights, which we normally talk about cards that we've recently picked up. So why don't we start with you, Ryan? Do you want to talk about a card that you've recently um, added to your collection? Um, yeah, I, to be honest, collecting is something that's kind of taken a back burner for me. I think it's the same for Adam as well. So uh, in terms of recent acquisitions, there's not really a lot. Um, I could mention the, the Masked Royal, which uh, I think everyone's... Is everyone fed up of that yet? I think everyone's a little bit fed up of it. No, I think, um, I think everyone knows that you and the Masked Royal are joined at the hip, yeah. <laughs> Yes, well, I'm, I'm glad that the money invested has, has uh, been put to good use and everyone is aware of that. But yeah, in terms of sort of recent acquisitions, um, there's not really much for me to talk about. Just those special cards I've picked up over the years, really. Cool. How about yourself, Adam? Um, well, just echoing Ryan's point, it's, it's, it's been an interesting 12 months, as, as everyone's aware. Um, ironically, it's not anything Japanese that I've picked up. I think the last thing I picked up was a few of the first edition PSA 10 base set cards, which of course have seen an explosion in the market as have most other cards. And, uh, I think it's just a, a thing that takes you back to your childhood, really. It's the, these sorts of early Wizards of the Coast cards that, that really bring back those sort of nostalgic moments. Yep. Uh, yeah, they're very special cards indeed. And yeah, they have certainly um, boomed recently in pr as far as price is concerned. So getting hold of them can be a bit more challenging, I think. Hmm. I agree. Are those shadow lists you have as, as well, Adam? Are they shadow lists based uh, first edition, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah so they are the top tier of uh, the Wizards at the minute, which is nice. Yeah, absolutely. Zachariah, what have you picked up? <laughs> um, I've picked up so many cards, I, I truly forgot. But um, <laughs> I think this week, yeah, this week I opened one Dream League box and uh, I was very surprised and uh, very excited because uh, I think this was one of my best boxes in my, uh, in my life. <laughs> I uh, pulled a uh, regular uh, Sok Leon and Lunala GX. Then I pulled a uh, super rare Sokaleo and Lunal GX. And then, cherry on top, I pulled a hyper rare Sokaleo <laughs> and Lunal GX. And um, on the side, I uh, got a Isuola character rare, a Red Pikachu character rare, and a Wishy Washi character rare. So, yeah, I think that was one of my uh, best uh, pulls uh, in a while. <laughs> I think I'll never be lucky that lucky again. But uh, yeah, I am still still um, very excited. I wanted these cards very much. Um, I did not have the hyper rare uh, version yet in Japanese, so I'm very very happy to uh, own that one. 
but yeah, that was one of my card pickups. Awesome. Yeah. And that box was perfect for you in every single way. <laughs> when I saw you, saw what you'd got from that, that was absolutely amazing. Yeah. You can, you can hear, you can see my reaction on my uh, Twitter at Prime Lugia. Yes. Uh, you were, you were hearing me laugh and uh, it's, it's a little bit hysterical, but, uh, yeah, that I did not expect to, to pull three cards. I really liked and wanted. So, um, Pulling the super rare version was alright to me, you know. Um, but on top of that, a double hit box, yeah, that's the first for me. So uh, I'm very happy. Yeah, I think me and Ryan have had a few double hit boxes over the years. Um, they are very rare, but it's very sweet when you get one. It is that that, that um, the Solgaleo and Lunana GX, the, the secret rare, uh, not the hyper rare. I think that's my favorite card from the Sun and Moon era. It just looks so nice. Exactly. And it sums it up so nicely as well. Obviously it features Lily and the the two main, the legendary heroes from the whole era. And it, and it is a, yeah, it's, it's beautifully, co- beautiful composition for sure. Exactly. Okay. I'll go over what I've picked up. So I've been, I've, as usual, I've been collecting lots of uh, full art supporters, SR cards. Um, I think today I managed, I got another delivery. So I got my eighth Lily SR from shiny star v i'm trying to get a page of it so i need one more and then i will be complete um but i also got a delivery from taiwan today so the first um set of chinese cards I've, well i've got a couple of chinese cards in, in the past first ones i've actually purchased from uh taiwan and i got um the guzma that was in the special battle promo uh guzma that was with lillian acerola last year Obviously, the Japanese one has uh, boomed in value now. Um, not as expensive as Acerola or, or Lily by by any stretch, but the Guzma certainly picked up in value. I was quite lucky at the time. One of my friends in Japan traded one with me who plays competitively quite a lot and had a duplicate. Um, but yeah, I've picked up some of those um, in Chinese to go with the Lily and Acerola I've got. And yeah, that's pretty much it from my card point of view. So that's um, our card highlights. Okay, we now move on to news topics and discussion. And the first thing we're going to talk about today is the Pokemon card game um, is featured in the magazine called Illustration, which released in Japan today, Monday the 18th of January, released for a price of 2,090 yen. It's a four-size magazine featuring 116 pages. And the predominant focus of this edition is Pokemon Illustrations. The artwork on the cover is done by Mitsuhiro Arita and there are very well-known artists featured inside who um, have done artwork for the Pokemon trading game in the past. But what's really taken the headlines today is there are concept artists who've never done artwork for um, Pokemon before. They've done some concept work on some uh, particular Pokemons and done some artwork uh, which has been mocked up as a almost like a pretend mini set of seven cards, which has um, really got the internet excited today. And I think some people sort of misunderstood what these were. Um, Zachariah, do you want to elaborate a bit on this? Yes. Wow. Um, what a uh, what a day today. 
Um, yeah, so um, these uh, promo promos uh, were, um, yeah, essentially uh, shown in this uh, feature uh, in this specific magazine. Um, yeah, and these are seven illustrators that have never um, drawn a Pokemon officially before uh, under commission. Um, and these se all seven uh, artists are, yeah, they hold each own. Uh, they are very talented. <laughs> they don't need Pokemon for a uh, career, you know. Um, and uh, yeah, the whole community uh, got hyped. Um, I, I saw uh, myself thought when I saw these promos, I think, wow, is this a real promo? When, where can I get them? Yeah. Uh, and later that day, my friend told me, yeah, this is written in the, in the magazine. These are not meant, uh, to be sold. So very unfortunate. Uh, people were already planning. I want 20, I want 50, I want 100. Sorry, everyone. Um, it's not a promo. But you never know. You never know what they might do for the future. Um, I think these look really amazing, in my opinion. Uh, even one one uh, uh, artist uh, that was called uh, let me yeah Ayako Ishiguro. That is the wife of a another artist. <laughs> that one is called Junji Ito. And what they have in relation with Pokemon is that uh, that. A person, Junji Ito, he was commissioned, uh, 2016 for a special, uh, illustration for, uh, Gengar. Um, it's a really, really creepy version of Gengar, but it's so awesome. And these artists, like I told you, are very, very talented. You have to look them up, look at the portfolio, and you will understand. Yeah, these, these are not your artists that, yeah, Creatures does very good uh, job um, these past year, two years on on commissioning some of these artists. It's amazing. Same with the special arts, for example, the the S5 um, Rapid and uh, Single Strike Master. These are artists that don't need any introduction for some. These are, uh, how do you say it? These are basically experienced artists, not new, but they can hold their own. And yeah, that's it. And the, the, um, the Illustrator magazine by itself, if you can buy it, because it's uh, sold out everywhere now, <laughs> absolutely buy it if you like, uh, uh, if you enjoy the artwork of Pokemon cards. So um, yeah, also free desktop calendar uh, in there as well with uh, Pokemon card artworks from uh, past sets and promos. Just buy it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, Adam, have you have you had a chance to have a look at any of this and some of the artwork that's featured in this magazine? And what are your thoughts? Yeah, so I've seen things come out over the last couple of weeks or so in regards to the the cover illustration, like you say, from Mitsuhiro Arita, um, stemming all the way through some of the contents. And I'm eagerly awaiting kind of picking up one of these magazines myself because there, there's some interesting topics that's going to be featured. Um, one of the things I'm looking forward to is the favorite card selected by uh, Pokemon card game certified illustrators. So 20 certified illustrators will introduce one of their favorite cards. So it'll be nice to see the sort of backstory in regards to what illustrators have done for Pokemon and why they've done these sort of things. So that's, that's very intriguing as to, to how that will pan out. Um, like uh, Zachariah says, this is going to be something that's uh, 
going to be very hard to obtain. This does have vibes of the 2016 art book magazine, or the art book itself. Um, that one featured the Charizard EX, which was another card that, that has that, that sort of nice artwork feel to it. But unfortunately, I'm, I'm, I assume this one doesn't have any promo cards associated with it at all. No, it only comes to the calendar. Yeah, it's a, it's a good job it doesn't have the promo card associated with it as well. It gives it gives people a chance to actually come and buy it and, and actually get one. I can imagine if there was like a rare promo card with it, then you yeah. know some scalper would have, would have maybe bought two hundred or something just for the promo card. But this that's, is that's true. Yeah, that's true. You know, this is a not a fan service, but in in a way, you know, this is for the fans. And um, the fact that you know people are actually going to get a chance to come and buy it. Um, and you know, as Adam said, look at the stories behind the cards. Look at uh, the artist's favorite cards. I, th- I think it's it's fantastic. I can't wait to have a little look through it myself. Yeah, definitely. It's always great to, uh, as you say, you know, I think this is one thing where Pokemon really lets us down, and especially in the West, is that we don't get an art book or a summary. And we were waiting for one for Sun and Moon. To be fair, to sort of summarize all the artwork of the of the three years, and you know have artists opinions and a pick of the great pieces of work of works of art we had in the, that that era but um you're right this is fantastic for and, and because it's not got a promo again for those people who genuinely genuinely want to know the thoughts and processes behind an artist's choices and how they come about their uh, compositions for these pieces of work it's it's a great insight you know into the mind of some of these artists so i think um when we had a chance i think all of us um uh, Adam and Ryan uh, had a chance to listen to Mitsuhiro Arita when he came to Hyper Japan in the UK and he was talking about his background. It's it's really insightful and it really gets you to appreciate the artwork, I think, in a totally different way and oh, understand the background yeah, yeah, to it. So, I think yeah. Mitsuhiro Arita really had the pleasure. Yeah. yeah. At the time, he did a whole presentation on, on Tag Team GX and how when he was uh, drawing those cards, how he was trying to make you be able to look at the cards and sort of feel the sort of materials uh, that the, the Pokemon had and the sort of textures within it. And yeah. there's a whole presentation on it. And, it, you know, after that, you, you come away with a, a whole new um, perception of Tag Team GX and, you know, how it came about and a new appreciation for it as well. Absolutely. And by the way, uh, Brage Gaming and Adam have interviewed uh, Mitsuru Arita on uh, the channel Brace Gaming and also a written article interview on PokerGuardian.com if you're interested uh, of who Mitsuhiro Arita really is outside of Pokemon. So it's a very interesting uh, interview to watch and to read. Yeah, that was a very uh, very we fortunate got, experience for, for Ryan and I to Oh yeah, so Ryan did uh, did book us in for a group session, um, us being myself and my wife Crystal. And uh, when we showed up to this group session, we were the only two participants. So we ended up having a one to one interview with Mitsuhiro and uh, talking about his past, his lifestyle, his hobbies, these sorts of things. And it was it was quite a nice, friendly, friendly kind of chat just to to understand the man, not just the artist, but but who he is as a person. I, 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 I was very fortunate to get it. 
I had some very panicked text messages from Adam um, when he found out that uh, it was just him attending and that he was going to have to run the whole interview, whereas previously he was just going to kind of sit back and record a group session. It went from that to, okay, yeah, I can you, imagine, you, you know, when you're walking into a room expecting you know, to be... Artist. <laughs> yeah, especially, I mean, yeah, I, I would have expected, you know, yeah, going into a room full of other people, reporters, you know, asking questions, and you maybe get one or two questions in there. But yeah, um, no, you did a, you did an amazing job with that, Adam. Definitely well, great interview. You did. Great interview. Yeah, I, I went in as a fanboy and then didn't expect to have to... To, to no, no, not no. only I had a couple of questions, but not only just carry the whole thing. I was thinking, oh God, you, you, you don't think of these sorts of things when you know growing up. You're thinking, oh, there's a there's a name behind a card, yeah. And then you actually get to the point where you think, oh, I'm meeting that name or I'm talking to that name face to face and these sorts of things. Absolutely. So yeah, it was quite a unique and uh, also cherishing the experience. Yep. So um, just to summarize, guys, Illustration Magazine released January the 18th. So it is out now in Japan. Very difficult to get hold of. So if you do have uh, the option to get hold of a copy, I'd snap it up if I was you guys. Um, uh, Very, very interesting read for sure. And some amazing artwork featured. Okay, so the next thing we're talking about is a Cynthia Extra Battle Day promo card that's going to be released and the Extra Battle Day rubber playmat as well. So this is a brand new card. Obviously, Cynthia is no longer in standard format. This card is is an alternate artwork that's designed to be played in expanded format. And it shows Cynthia sitting uh, reading through a book and it's got the stamp on there for the Battle Day uh, promo um logo on there we've also got a playmat which features artwork that uh people might have seen in the past so if you um recall original mini tins that came out in english uh featuring two packs and a piece of artwork that when you put all five tin artworks together created one long piece of artwork well that featured artwork is on this playmat and i think it was by which artist was this by? Um, Saito, Saito, wasn't it? Saito. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so very, very nice artwork. So this is going to be given out at the Extra Battle Day tournaments, uh, which start from January the twenty third. So next week, this well, this weekend. Um, and yeah, it's uh, quite an exciting, and it's quite interesting that they've done a promo which is expanded format from the word go. Yeah, and I think the um, the tournament has been cancelled, as with many Japanese events there. Yep. So uh, yeah, we will uh, we will see when this uh, when these promotional items will release, and uh, yeah, I assume, I think, expect that playmat will be very very expensive. Yeah. Now Kisaito is like a superstar in Japan. <laughs> yeah. He has that level of uh, of uh, fame there in Japan. Yeah, it will be crazy. I think this could be one of the, yeah, one of the most expensive playmats. Has to it has the potential to be one. Um, I hope it will come here, but we we got a mini tins. Okay, yeah, that, that's that's it. But um, yeah, the the Cynthia promo is also very nice. Yeah, I wish this article released here, but I don't see it coming anytime soon. It could come if uh, Pokemon Company International will release. A uh, expanded uh, product, you know, like a uh, expanded box or whatever, similar to a toolkit, that could be very nice. But um, the potential is there for both promotional items. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
Okay, we'll move on to the next um, thing that's very, very exciting indeed. Uh, the special art cards, um, some of them have been revealed from the new S5 sets, uh, Single Strike Master and Rapid Strike Master, which released this Friday in Japan. And we got to look at um, Ushifer VMAX from Single Strike Ushifer VMAX and the Rapid Strike Ushifer VMAX. Um, what are your thoughts on this one? Let's start with you, Ryan. Um, I think they look amazing. I think, you know, uh, we've got the Urshifus, uh, which are taking up the HR rarity. Are, are they not? Am I correct in saying they're taking up the HR rarity? The alternate yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. These particular ones are HR, yeah. Interesting, interesting. And also, you know, we have the, the, the V cards as well. Which yep. um, I've seen Tyranitar and Empoleon. Um, for me personally, this was the best part of the Tag Team GX era is when they brought out the alternate art cards and it wasn't just um, the same VMAX format or GX format or yep. in this case V format. You know, it's something really special. The artists have license to be a bit more creative with it. And, you know, you can really see particular styles shine through. And, you know, as a collector, this is like the reason... I collect for these amazing pieces of artwork. Absolutely. Um, Adam, what, have you had a chance to have a look at any of these? Yeah, these, echoing Ryan's points, these are fantastic cards. Yeah. Um, it's also interesting to note that they have almost Dragon Ball Z elements to them in terms of how the artwork's created, which is quite nice. Uh, yeah, I, I think somebody's already done a comparison with a Rapid Strike Urshifer with yes. a Dragon Ball Z card, um, which has a very, very similar style. It's the blue swirls around it, yeah. that, that kind of a very visually eye-catching. But what I've also just noticed is the the amount of little Pokemon dotted around the, uh, yep. the Rapid Strike uh, Urshifer, which is uh, it's a nice little detail that, that often gets overlooked. Yeah. I think that was that was amazing. When you look in, yeah, and you zoom in, there's quite a few little Pokemon that it seems to have uh, swirled up as it's created almost a, uh, a whirlpool of water and, and got all these Pokemon out of the water and some from the sky seem to have been sucked into this whirlpool. And you can see the absolute scale of how big this Urshifer VMAX is um, based upon the scale of those Pokemon that you can see in the foreground and the background. Can I ask what, uh, what the drop rates are for these two? We don't know. We don't uh, know okay. yet. I mean, these two are the HR. So obviously being the um, sort of main Pokemon, the legendary Pokemon with the Urshifer, you're going to find that it's in the HR slot, this one, which is great because I'm not too much of a fan of the rainbow HRs. I think adding this color and vibrancy and a bit more detail to the artwork is fantastic. So depending on how many SRs there are in the set, um, I mean, this is these are card numbers 84. So I would say there's a sort of 1 in 14 chance, potentially, because I'd assume these are going to be on the top end of the number scale in, in the secret slots. So if, it, if these are the last cards, then it's a 1 in 14 chance, um, do, usually. Do we think these will replace the, the regular Hyper Rares for uh, Urshifu VMAX? We don't know. Uh, we will see on Wednesday uh, what the full set will be like. Yeah. So please make sure to uh, watch PokerGuardian.com. But um, yeah, we don't know if it will replace the uh, Rainbow uh, HR cards in its entirety. 
I do think the supporter cards will have the rainbow versions, but we don't know. It's a new uh, year, new rarities. We don't know what will change exactly. But I think, uh, speaking of the special art cards, I think these only apply for the, the V and uh, VMAX cards of the Rapid Strike and Single Strike Spec yep. cards. So don't don't expect, uh, we will see in, in a couple of days, but don't expect Mimikyu V, for example, having special art would be nice if it does, but don't uh, hope too much on that. Uh, it would make sense because the tag team uh, GX cards only had special art cards. Few exceptions in um, in Tech All Stars where EV Jax and, and uh, the Denon Jax got a special art. There was a one off, but uh, yeah, only expect the Rengeki and Ishigeki uh, Rapid Strike and Single Strike Master cards, V and VMAX cards to have special art. And by the way, coming back to the to the art on these cards, like I told you uh, uh, ten minutes ago. These are not amateur artists. These are very high-profile artists. For example, the string, single strike uh, urge for VMAX. That one, uh, I think it was uh, Kinyu Nishimura, Capcom artist. Yes. <laughs> Street Fighter artist, yeah. So he's not an amateur. These, that's what I said about creatures. They are doing very, very good jobs on recruiting and commissioning these artists for Pokemon. And uh, for example, the Kiyotaka Oshiyama did some, uh, is an art art director for a Japanese uh, anime studio. He has some titles on his name as an art director. Very, very impressive stuff uh, in my opinion. And just shows you that they care about uh, selecting the finest uh, professionals in, in this segment of artists <laughs> yeah that was my uh <laughs> talk on this card oh. on these cards and uh, sorry sorry last one <laughs> the, the tyranitar special art card you will see a uh was it the pig knight or, or i don't know what pokemon it was um, yeah it's a pig knight i think yeah pig knight yeah you will see him exhausted laying uh, uh beside tyranitar if you look at the set uh, list uh, the regular version, you will see him eating a lot of food. So they connect to each other as a story. I think that's very amazing, in, in my opinion. Just just a fun card to collect. And I really hope uh, they will continue these kind of stories when they we release more Battle Styles sets. Yeah, it's always good to see a continuation of a story in a set. Uh, yeah. We've seen it before with Camarant uh, um, as well, haven't we? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, where you see the Cameron in the background um, above the ocean. And then the next, in Cameron's own card, you've got, um, oh, I can never remember the bar. Is it Barracuda? I can't remember. Yeah, Barracuda in its mouth. Yeah. Barascuda, so, something like that, yeah. So it's really nice to see that. And you're right. Yeah. That pig knight is apparently, I think uh, the artist tweeted the fact that the pig knight now is upset because it sees how much more it's trying really hard to eat and become strong and become an embor, I think. And then it sees Tyranitar literally consume so much more than itself and it's sitting there exhausted. Yeah, absolutely. Some some great stories behind the artwork. But yeah, these I think these special arts, this is what really woke up the Sun and Moon era when we had the tag team era start and we had the special arts appear. Uh, and I think they've done it a year early here with this 
uh, and I'm so glad they have because some of the regular Vs were starting to look a bit stale and weren't really exciting me when the sets were being announced and released and you're starting to see some of the regular V artworks. But I think this is really going to sort of in, encourage everyone and infuse everyone to, to sort of go hunting for these amazing cards now, I think. Yeah, you almost feel deprived. You come from t- the end of Tag Team era with all the new mechanics and things, all the all the special artworks, and then you start a new era, in this case, obviously, Sword and Shield. And to begin with, it's great. You know, you've got all these new uh, Sword and Shield uh, Pokemon you got a new concept, VMV Max, but, you know, two or three sets in, it's like, well, we don't have the special arts anymore. Yeah. We don't really have anything else anymore. We've still got hyper rares and super rares. It's not really any, if anything, we've got a little bit less. So, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you there, Taj. You know, bringing these in a bit sooner. Obviously, we waited, I can't remember, was it two or three years for the... Um, two years, yeah, before the tag teams came out. Yeah, on the, on the tag team stuff. So, you know, this is a year earlier, and I think it did need it, definitely. Yeah. And um, can I may ask a question to you both, uh, Adam and Ryan? How quickly did uh, did did this set sell out in, at your pre or at your store? Did it uh, sell out quickly after the special arts were revealed, or not? In comparison to Shiny Star V, yeah. this is of course slow because Shiny Star V went like crazy. Yeah, everyone um, expected uh, what the, yeah. We only have, we have a couple or so left from our initial pre-order and we've held some back just for the um, release day. So we're, we're hoping they're going to fly out the door. But um, yes, it's a very popular set, but with the, the reveal of the, the two special arts, it's, it's kind of gone quickly as well. I think these uh, two cards and the two other special art like the Empoleon and Tarantor saved the set. It will age much better right now. So I don't think uh, that the set will sit. Uh, I think it's still the demand right now for Japanese cards. As in, we will uh, talk about uh, uh, Japanese cards in another episode uh, in depth. But the demand is so high right now. I think it's... a. Uh, bad time for you to be a Japanese collector because <laughs> it's a matter of time uh, how fast you can pre-order something uh, instead of uh, just waiting and yeah, see, stay on the sidelines what they will do. No, you need to pre-order the second these kind of cards are re- revealed essentially. So yeah, I think it's very uh, interesting to see the development of overseas collectors going into Japanese cards because after Shiny Star V the demand is so, so high. I, I, I am f- so surprised. I see sneaker collectors <laughs> coming for a Kanazawa box. I think, what? These usually don't care about Japanese products. No, where can I get them? When, where, where, where? And they will, when I see these kind of sets, they will, they will get as many as possible. So I'm very surprised uh, about the demand. This is unlike previous generation. So, uh, yeah, that was my take on it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think Shiny Star V, because of the relation to it being like with Shining Fates coming out, I think a lot of people who, first of all, English products are really difficult to get hold of at the moment because of a global shortage. So a lot of people who traditionally would not have even considered buying Japanese products have suddenly thought, right, let me try a box of this Shiny Star V because it looks really interesting. Um, Shiny Star V 
was sold out everywhere. You can't even now, it's difficult to get hold of booster boxes. Um, so yeah, I think that's quite clear that a lot of people have sort of dabbed for the first, dabbled in Japanese cards for the first time with this. And I was similar when I first, I think my first Japanese set was SM4 plus, um, battle boost GX and getting a high class set really is something special. And then it really does draw you into the Japanese cards. So yeah, I think you're right. Demand has gone up and that also means investors, scalpers, those who are looking to make some money off it will also look at the more difficult to find products and um, scalp them. And this set with the special arts again, if people start seeing that people are really, really trying to get hold of those special arts and opening boxes to get special arts, depending, we're going to have to see how they're seeded in these boxes as well, to be fair, and how difficult they are to get. Um, if they are um, a lot more difficult, if they are, well, either way, to be fair, um, if they are difficult to get, if they are easier to find, if you're guaranteed one in each box, for example, people will want to get them. Um, and we've only seen two of the main V ones at the moment and the two hyper res of obviously the legendary versions. But yeah, I think it's going to be a set that will appreciate that will, yeah, age quite well, let's say. Can I ask a question? Okay. Yeah, certainly. Do you guys, obviously this is the, the, you know, everyone's well aware this is going to be the 25th anniversary of the, the trading card game this year. Uh, do you think the Pokemon card game this year now is as popular as it's ever been? Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Yeah. Um, well, I've only been in the Pokemon card game for four years, but from what I have seen as growth and from what I've been, what I've known from historically, um, I think it's at its strongest. It's definitely been in its last at least 10 years, um, if not ever. Uh, it's a, a very strong point. There's a lot of interest around it. I think obviously with um, influencers getting involved, obviously to, towards the end of uh, the last year as well, uh, that sort of boosted it. But I think what you've got to realise now as well is those people who were growing up collecting Pokemon when they first came out 25 years ago, they now, that age group is now the ones who usually have the most disposable income um, uh, as grown-ups. And yeah. they also like nostalgia as well. So you're going to find that Pokemon is at its mature point now where you've got people who were kids and loved collecting it when it first came out, who are now at that point where they've got a lot of disposable income and want to yeah, invest that want, money want in to Pokemon something that, you know, to reignite their childhood memories of it. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, just to elaborate further on that, I can take things back to the the 0405 era of Pokemon, and that's that's around the Gold Star era. And that was the lowest point in which Pokemon was at. And that's probably notably the reason why Gold Stars are so popular and expensive now, because they were so difficult to obtain because so little was being printed. And now coming to today, everything's getting out of stock straight away from the release. Um, it just shows from celebrity endorsements to, like Taj says, influencers on YouTube, big box breaks, these sorts of things are generating more and more interest in the hobby and bringing newer collectors, not just from Pokemon, like uh, Sakurai said, from sneakers, from Magic, from Yu-Gi-Oh! All these sorts of people want to, to dabble in this sort of uh, this sort of card game because it's well, Pokemon is the biggest franchise in the world at the moment. And yep. the, the, the sales they have, the, the popularity they have shows for it. 
yeah, statistically, it is the biggest. It is the biggest franchise statistically, um, with all of its mediums uh, across the globe for sure. Um, I remember reading that somewhere, and I was like, "Wow, okay." And obviously, it's the most recognisable brand as well. It's uh, it's earned that right to be the largest as well. Absolutely. You think the the, the where they've come from to where they are now is just spectacular. Yep. It, it's a culture in Japan, essentially. Now, it's cultural. Uh, how do you say it in uh, good national treasure? Almost in Japan. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Every every prefecture has its has its local Pokemon that symbolizes yeah. its lo- locality. Um, yeah. You've got you know manhole covers with Pokemon yeah. designed manhole covers all around uh, Japan, it's a, it's uh, a and it's symbolic thing. to it. You know. Yeah, absolutely. And Pikachu, you know, is associated with Japan, you know, and that's, you know, people see Mario and Nintendo and people see Pikachu um, as symbols of Japan. So, yeah. Whatever happened to Hello Kitty? Who? (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Let's move on to the next subject. We've got um, some English products uh, which have been announced as well. So we've got Single Strike Urshifer V-Box and Rapid Strike Urshifer V-Box have been revealed. Um, So the promos that we're getting in Japan, I believe, um, are going to be featured in this, aren't they? So the promos that we're getting in the premium trainer boxes, by the way, those are getting released on the same day as the booster boxes this Friday coming up. Um, will feature, we were wondering how we're going to get them in English, and they're going to be featured in these V boxes. So you're going to get yourself uh, oversized V promo, uh, you're going to get the regular sized promo, and you're going to get one of the energy cards, I think, which is the, either the rapid strike or the single strike uh, special energy card um, with that as a promo as well, as well as obviously your standard oversized box is going to come with four packs i believe um which usually get confirmed close to the time so they usually do render images of what packs you're going to get with it but i'm assuming you're going to get um at least one of uh or at least two of the set obviously in english um they're going to be combined into the one set aren't they so um battle styles is a set name i always do forget that um so um zachariah what do you think about these boxes yeah, it, not, nothing surprising. Um, I did not expect them uh, to come this soon. But yeah, nothing nothing to add. Nice promo. Um, unique moves. So it's nothing. It's not like alternate artwork. No, it's a different unique card with different moves. If they are good, I don't think they are really that playable in my opinion. But hey, I'm not a professional player, so... Don't judge me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they do seem a little bit less than the set cards. Great box, great value. You can't go wrong with any of these boxes. So uh, yeah, especially for the price, $20 MSRP, you get your Urshifu V. That's it. Yeah. And some packs. Yeah. So it releases March the 19th. As you say, it's uh, $19.99. Uh, that's a retail recommended price. Uh, Ryan and Adam, anything to add? I know these are English products, probably not your speciality, but... Um, You know, they they look nice. Um, I think quite often now in England, we get any sort of promo card in a box, don't we? Um, 
Yeah. Was there yeah. a time when people were complaining about having evolutions packs in these uh, types of boxes? Yep. <laughs> and I think <laughs> there were, and now, <laughs> you know and now people, yeah, yeah, absolutely. people are desperate for evolutions, aren't they? Because of, again, yes. you know, this just got out of control. But yeah, it'd be interesting yeah. to see what packs come with it for sure. Yep. It's not. It's not an Alex Zen V box. The uh, evolutions. I think it was like Cinnamon Base and three other uh, Sword and Shield sets. I think two of the Vivid Voltage. I think one Rebel Clash or something like that, and one yeah. Cinnamon Base. No evolutions. So I think these these are phasing out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, I, I think the last box I opened um, with evolutions pack in it was the uh, Galarian Surfetched V box. Yeah, that had an evolutions pack in, but yeah, they're, they're sort of tending to do away, uh, go more sort of sun and moon era now. So you're finding guardians rising, burning shadows, and sun and moon base and these sort of things. But it's a good way for, um, yeah, it's a good way for Pokemon to sort of get rid of their bulk packs. Essentially, I think these these collection boxes. So they're not as premium as Japanese collection boxes you get, but it's something we're used to, and we get to see a lot of people doing. Okay, let's have a look at the next box. So we've got some more English products that have been announced. We've got the Venusaur VMAX and the Blastoise VMAX battle box revealed. So we have seen earlier on that Venusaur V and Blastoise V are getting their own decks. Um, but now they're getting... Uh, their VMAXs released in special boxes as well. So these were recently released in Japan. I think it was just before Christmas we saw the triple um, VMAX uh, deck box, which had these, and they also came as individual decks as well. Um, featuring these, you got two of the VMAXs in each of those, which was better than the Charizard one, which only had the one. Um, but very popular. Um, I've uh, managed to obtain quite a few of the, the these cards in Japanese, and they've been extremely popular uh, seller for me on my eBay store. But these are coming out soon, and I think these are going to fly off the shelf because people just love their Kanto starter evolutions, and in Vmax form, especially with the oversized starters. If if you know if you if you're one of those who likes Charizard, but Charizard isn't your chosen starter. <laughs> you might want to get this because uh, these are very, very nice. And these cards look stunning. I have to say these VMAXs um, do look very nice. $24.99 recommended price, which is very reasonable. Come out March 19th. Again, I think it's the same day that the set's released. Um, you get four booster packs in each of these as well. So I think it's absolutely um, great value um, for what you're getting. And... Um, Sleeves. I was about to say you get a you get a pack of sleeves with it as well, um, which is really nice. And the artwork on the sleeves looks like it's the same as what we got on the Japanese boxes, uh, the deck boxes for these. So so yeah, really uh, nice product for the price. I, I think it's uh, it's a nice one to invest in if you if you like one of these two as your starter Pokemon. It's quite unusual to get sleeves with these products as well, isn't it? Hopefully that's going to be you know something that they will uh, look to continue doing. Absolutely, because we only tend to get sleeves with Elite Trainer boxes most of the time. Um, other than that, it's very rare to get products featuring packs of sleeves. And obviously, as as we all know, in Japan, um, 
sleeves are a big thing you know every new set release you get at least three or four different sets of sleeves being released on the same day um in the pokemon center and some to do with the set but it's nice that we've got a product which comes with official pokemon sleeves as well they might not be the best as far as when you're playing with decks but it's nice to have that um that unique um product as well i think Okay, we're going to move on to another product that is again coming out on, on the um, the same Battle Styles release day, March the 19th. Again, same uh, MSRP of $24.99. It is the Collector's Chest Spring 2021 edition. Um, people sometimes call this a lunchbox <laughs> because it is a clasp box with a handle on it so you know it is reminiscent of a metal lunchbox but we tend to get these every year um they come with a variety of packs usually some pencils uh, a notepad uh, some stickers and i think five sandwich. packs usually and a mini portfolio in there as well no sandwich no ryan yeah i wish they oh. did yeah it'd be nice to have a club sandwich box. in there as well with it for you you know um but then <laughs> you'd have to have an expiry date on it but but yeah <laughs> but yeah it usually comes with uh yeah so and and they usually have promos in them so i'm not sure has this one got promos listed yeah. unique promos yeah not yeah not, i think um this rapid strike shinx and single strike Tepic, and um oh well i think this week when the set list released yep the new gym promo set was also revealed yes we'll discuss that later uh, in the podcast but i think that might be the same Tepic uh, as uh, in a gym set, we will see. Uh, yeah. We did not see the. Uh, we did not see a, a new unique uh, Shinx promo. Yep. I'm just very curious what promos they are. The yeah. last uh, collector's chest was, in my opinion, very disappointed because they were reprints of the the Sun and Moon uh, Sword and Shield base set starters. Yep. The Rillaboom, Cinerace, and Inteleon with Cosmofoil. So. Yeah, no, nothing yeah, too exciting. I think the last best yeah. collector's chest we had was the one that had the armored Mewtwo. Yeah, the, the Mewtwo Strikes Back's evolution. Yeah, thing. that that yeah. that armored Mewtwo is now worth a pretty penny. I have to say, its value yeah, has gone up considerably. Um, uh, but that was that was a really good promo in that one, and we that was the movie promo, wasn't it, in Japan? Yeah, the movie promo and yeah. uh, the the tin promo of Charizard was, yeah. which in Japan is very difficult. Uh, at release to get and still is rising as we speak yeah uh, and what, what what third card was there i think there's a pikachu three. yeah the pikachu with um the, from the movie itself yes indeed yeah, yeah. yeah. so there were the, that yeah that was a probably the best chest we've had a collector's chest we've had in a while but um yeah this one potential is is quite nice again it's one of those products it's you know can be useful to some people can maybe not to others um you can stack your cards in there but they're not uniformly going to be they're going to move around a bit uh might be good to keep sealed packs in uh but you do get a nice little notepad which i do like to write to whenever i'm sending stuff to my friends abroad or whatever it's nice to use a pokemon notepad and you get some pencils as well which my son Nahar loves using as well so yeah that will be released on the same day. So 19th of March is going to be a busy day when that new set releases. For sure. Yeah. Right. Let's move on. We've got the dummy artwork now for our Japanese April set. So this is a bit more familiar to all of us going back to Japanese products. Yes. Um, <laughs> set 
S6H Silver Lance and S6K Jet Black Poltergeist uh, featuring Ice Rider, Calyrex and Shadow Rider, Calyrex. Now, I'm a bit ignorant here because I've not played the expansions yet. So these are totally new Pokemon to me, but everyone who has will know who these are and what this means. Um, so, Ryan, have you played the expansion? I think you have, haven't you? I've played the expansion, Tad. Yes, I've had a little dabble in the expansion. <laughs> so you might I'm know. familiar with so these Pokemon, Excellent. So you're going to be the specialist on this, I think. So you can so you can give us your thoughts on what you think this means, having these two sets. Again, it's nice to have a double set, isn't it, so soon? The, the double sets is something that I, I've really missed, especially uh, when we're getting gaps between the sets in Japan as well at the minute. I think yep. a lot of the times in in the Sun and Moon era, we, you know, we had a set every month. We were really kind of spoiled, weren't we? Absolutely. Um, but now that we have kind of like a a month gap usually between sets. It's great that one of those sets is going to be a double set. So, you know, you got more to look forward to. And yeah, uh, I, I still don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it Calyrex? Let's go with Calyrex. I I think it is. Yeah. So, you know, it's an interesting Pokemon. It's obviously got quite a unique ability in the game, which is called uh, as one, which means it gets two abilities in the game. It'll be interesting to see, you know, if there's anything, um, sort of relating to that on the card where it gets, I don't know, uh, maybe two... I think it does. Yeah, maybe two abilities. It'd be really interesting to see how that's actually going to affect the metagame, not just from a collecting point of view, but yeah. They will be very powerful. <laughs> they uh, they say they say in, in the cell sheet, meta-defining power, Ice Rider, Calyrex VMAX, and Shadow Rider, Calyrex VMAX, make their debut. So it's something... They will be, uh, I, I think they will be very good. <laughs> they actually said yeah. meta-defining power, did they? Yeah, yes, they did. So, Well, there's your answer. Sure. And <laughs> if they're saying that in a Japanese sell sheet, um, they're not exaggerating yeah. because no. they don't tend to exaggerate on Zap- Japanese sell sheets. So, No, that's not it, just someone's opinion. It's we've made this card ourselves. We've specifically put in a meta-defining ability. Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this could be really interesting. Now, you can sort of speculate about what that means, but could it mean that this... Uh, I mean, the little I know about this Pokemon is that it can it's, it's can influence other people or Pokemon. Um, uh, yeah, in part, of the expansion, part of the expansion, he kind of possesses um, a Peony, one of the, the characters in the game. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's it's interesting to see how those abilities that it has in the game will translate onto the the shiny piece of cardboard. Yeah. So, speaking of the shiny cardboard, uh, the Calyrex Dynamax has a blue hue glow, or in the Pokemon games, I think they will uh, because the v- regular Vmax cards have th- have a red outline on them. I'm pretty sure they will have a blue outline for specifically the Calyrex uh, versions. And I would be very annoyed if they would stay red because with the Ultra Beast cards, these were also labeled uh, labeled, uh, with a different color. Um, So yeah, I expect uh, a blue glow on there. (laughs) No, yeah. (laughs) To the game game itself. Yeah. That would be nice to see that slight difference there. So this set, 
is going to be releasing on April the 23rd, which is good to see. Each set's going to contain 70 cards and secret rares. So very similar to the Rapid Strike and Single Strike in that sense. 70 card sets each with the secrets. Uh, typical booster box. It's not a high-class set or a um, um, small support set. I can't remember what you call the support sets. Um, support subset. Subset. So it's 30 packs um, as usual including five cards in each pack. So yeah, very um, interesting to see what this meta-defining power will will introduce. But also, um, it's worth noting that on the same day, we have also got a jumbo pack set for this being released as well. Going to have two packs of each set in there. There's three promo cards. Um, So you've got... Um, one foil Pokemon V card. So it could be one of either of the two, um, a mirror foil item card and a mirror foil special energy card. And I, th- I believe they're in a sealed pack. So you won't know what you get. So it's very similar to the special VMAX box we got, which had a potential of having four special V unique VMAX cards in there. I think we had the more Peko, Cinderace, Camarant, and um, Delmice VMAXs, where you know you had a one in four chance of getting one of those promos, and that time you had three Mirror Foil Energy cards relating to it. So they're sort of adopting that same process with this, and again, it's a jumbo pack, um, similar to what we saw with the. There's a Pikachu one we had, wasn't there? S four. Yeah, yeah. So, astonishing um, Volt Tackle, and they, they yeah, were so popular. Volt. They were so yeah. popular, extremely just, popular products. So, just because of how different they were, we've never had anything like that before, like a jumbo pack. Yeah, so yeah, I'm glad that they're doing it again. To be honest, because it was a really interesting, really nice new concept that they yeah. came up with, and yeah, to see it again, it's a few tweaks on it, but essentially it's the same product, and it looks great. Yeah, it does indeed. So I'm looking forward to that. Um, I've already ordered a few of them, so hopefully <laughs> um, we'll, we'll see how that turns out. But yeah, um, again, you know, uh, anyone looking to get hold of these, our friends at Carter Collectibles, check out their website. Um, keep an eye out and mm-hmm. uh, get your orders in. We will definitely have there. a few of these for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so this next news story is... Uh, one of criminal activity. A Japanese man got arrested for attempting fraud by sending in a fake popsicle stick um, to win the limited editions of Rude V promo card. So this is very interesting. You guys might have known about the uh, Zarud that was limited edition from the Gari Gari Khan promo, which ran in Japan. So you had to buy, essentially, a box of popsicle sticks. And if you were lucky enough, there was one of those popsicle sticks would have a burnt-in engraving of a winning symbol. And you would then send that popsicle stick into the company and they would send you the promo card. Now, this promo card has gone up considerably in value. So it is very sought after. So a man, um, a 43-year-old office worker in Kazuno, a city located in the Akita prefecture of Japan, got arrested by local police on Wednesday for attempting this fraud in early November by sending in 25 envelopes containing popsicle sticks um, to get the promo. So I think he probably sent too many of them in, which is how he got caught. Yeah. Yeah. 
because they weren't as easy to find as he obviously made it look like. So I think um, the uh, company uh, highlighted this act, obviously were probably stunned by the number he'd got and highlighted it to the authorities and did a bit of investigation. And it was quite clear to see that his stick was different from the official version. And I believe he um, has been charged now, hasn't he? I'm not sure what uh, what case the, is running right now. Yeah. But yeah, the the, the company that uh, sells this Gari Gari Kun ice uh, was very suspicious because the the, um, the hit ratio is like in, indeed maybe one or two per person within that specific month uh, period uh, in which that uh, product was uh, being sold. You know. Yeah. So they were very suspicious uh, of that. Because someone, like, like you told me, someone could never, uh, or you, they could never in that time slot pull 25 winning sticks. Um, so, he, and like you told me, uh, like you told us, uh, he got caught indeed because the, the sticks were not similar. Uh, they were not genuine. Yeah. But however, the sticks uh, on, your, on the Poker Guardian website, uh, you can see in the article, these two sticks, the fake one and the authentic stick, were compared to each other. And if I am very honest with you, these look very, very uh, similar to each other. If indeed he sent in one or two, he probably would not get caught. Because if you uh, only present that fake stick, I think nobody would uh, would uh, notice. It was a very well faked stick. Yeah. And uh, that's why the company has uh, advised everyone on Japanese national television to not buy winning sticks on marketplaces because for that sp- for this specific reason. And it's it's a laughable, uh, it's a funny uh, story, but it's actually a very serious uh, story. Like we told uh, everyone uh, before, these sticks are this discard has risen incredibly uh, since the summer. One stick was, uh, I think, like $300 a stick right now. Um, and he sent in 25 So that's like $7,250 yeah. in total. But I think he got lucky um, because these are only um, market prices, you know. So it's not a, um, a, a, sold, a sold fixed price, you know. It's a emotional price, so he will only get charged probably on uh, frauding this contest and not frauding for that specific sum of money. So uh, he got uh, he got lucky. Yeah, <laughs> bit of a, uh, bit of a yeah. sticky situation for him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> literally. Yeah, and by the way, did I think it's a, a personal thing, but I would have uh, really liked to uh, taste this uh, ice. <laughs> Yes, I saw some people on Twitter who went through must have been absolute boxes of these ice yeah. yeah. popsicles. You know, it was so difficult just to get one. Yeah, um, I think a lot of people would have been yeah. fed up with the flavour by the end. I, I, I can't imagine yeah. they they actually ate them or they probably just run them under the hot tap or something like that. <laughs> but there were people, there were people that would save them for later uh, consume uh, consume uh, consuming, but someone. On YouTube, someone was eating these sticks uh, one by one live. Oh my gosh! Imagine and, uh, the brain freeze. 
Yeah, <laughs> it, it it looked very tasty. Someone um, uh, would uh, um, uh, pour some um, sparkling water on it yeah. to make a pineapple soda, for example. Okay, I, I really want to taste that. <laughs> if I'm really honest with you, I got yeah. the promo. You can still myself. get them though. You can still go. You can when you go to Japan next, you can still buy this this ice lolly. It just won't have any yes, sort of your pineapple ice lolly. Yeah, but but this specific uh, flavor, I don't know. I think no. it was limited to this product. If oh, okay. The flavor was limited as well. That's interesting. I, I think I think it was. was it the sure. rude special pineapple flavor was it? Yeah. <laughs> the rude flavor. <laughs> yeah, it's just yeah, but, crazy. Uh, it's, it's it's crazy because you know here in England, um, uh, we had all the um, was it the, the battle decks stolen? Um, what am I trying to say? The, the pre-release kits. Pre-release, pre-release kits, kits for Ultra yeah. Prism. Yeah. 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 We yeah. had them all stolen. Every pre-release yeah. kit went missing. And, you know, you didn't hear a drop of it on the news. And, you know, that's yeah. quite a big deal. Um, one guy forges a, a, a few popsicle sticks <laughs> and is on Japanese national news. Yeah. It's just the, the, the difference uh, there is quite, uh, quite crazy. Yeah, and, and there's a cult culture, you know, that's more widely accepted. Uh, there are leasing card games every week, almost uh, in Japan, and they go lost for a couple months, and another one comes out. You know, yeah, that's I'm, not the case here. Yeah, no, I've been to the Japanese card shops looking for Pokemon cards on many occasions, and you know, you can get lost in the amount of different uh, card games they have there before you actually yeah. find the Pokemon cards. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It's it's probably not the most popular card game in Japan. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> I think you before Corona, Yu-Gi-Oh was more popular yeah. than Pokemon card game. And it yeah. made more revenue, if I'm not mistaken, than Pokemon. They, or at they least make, sold yeah, more. they make card games for everything. I opened a box of My Hero Academia and I was sad that that set didn't take off, but some really good cards. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, you could go into Pokemon some card World. shops in Japan, big card shops, and be like, yeah. uh, Pokemon? And they'd be like, no, 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 we, we don't have Pokemon. <laughs> you just... <laughs> think well what what you what you got then <laughs> so many different things yeah yeah for sure. there are, there are idol cards from from i don't know enemy girls from a little bit of idol stuff going there on was, yeah. there are a lot of that lot 40, of that. Yen. yeah <laughs> that that's that's that that's just japan yeah and their kawaii culture it's insane Absolutely. same thing why money uh, from shiny star v is currently, as of now, more uh, expensive than the shiny Charizard V Max. Yeah, that would not be the case here. It's, yeah, it's insane, but it may all makes sense because it's Japan. Yep, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's going to hold its value as well. It's not something you know. Those like the Mani SR card. It's not going to drop down in value. Just yep. look at Lily from Sun and Moon, and it yeah, tells nice. you everything you need to know about what's going to happen with the Mani card. It's exactly the same. Just sword yep. and shield. She she is sword and shield Lily. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. I think we've covered enough of that story. Let's move on to the next item on the agenda, which is the 25th anniversary. So we got something interesting announced um, from Pokemon Company around the 25th anniversary uh, plans. And the first thing that we learned was the Pokemon first partner packs are, are going to be uh, coming out with a collector's binder as well for essentially 
um, every starter Pokemon for every generation since Pokemon began will be available as a jumbo Pokemon. They're going to be coming in packs um, that at the moment, all we know about is that these oversized packs are only available from the Pokemon Center um, in Uh, America, but we don't know how they're going to be distributed globally. They are going to be distributed from what I understand in every country. Um, but there is a binder that comes with a Pikachu card, isn't there? And then the three starters from each will come in different packs, uh, one every month up until October, until the countdown of the new 25th anniversary special set, I believe. Zachariah, you want to tell us a bit more about this? Yeah, um, a very hyped product for some. Uh, somewhat disappointed because they are oversized cards. Yeah. Um, I think it's an excellent way to start off, to kick off the 25th anniversary. I, th- I think it's an excellent pr- product, a range of products. Um, and these are not only uh, Pokemon Center exclusive, yep. but these also come to uh, certain stores, retailers, you know. Yep. Um, I've heard uh, some... Uh, uh, yeah, I think, I think uh, th- it depends per country. For example, in the Netherlands where I live, I haven't seen any listings, so I expect big retailers will stock them. I've heard from um, Stephen Kent from Playscape Games that there is a possibility that these only are for corner shops in in the UK. Okay. For example, uh, I'm not fully 100% sure about this, but uh, in Germany, my friend uh, from Germany, he has a store, he doesn't uh, sell any on his distributor site, which is the the place to go for German goods uh, and Pokemon cards. Nothing. Um, so yeah, what I did see was for America, for the United States, there were uh, stuff listed, and for Canada as well, for from the regular distributor. So we will see what availability will be like for these cards. Yep. Coming to the cards itself. I think this is this is fantastic. I did not expect uh, what's the era Wizards of the Coast era cards being uh, essentially reprinted uh, almost one to one. There are some small changes to the to the template. You will see if you look very closely, and the stamp of course of the twenty fifth anniversary. I think this is an excellent product. You get all three jumbo cards uh, in the same pack, so no surprises. You get two regular promo packs and all that for what's the MSRP? Uh, $9.99. Wow. Yeah. A pack here uh, in the Netherlands is five euros. Yeah. So you pay for two packs, you get three oversized promos for free. Essentially. Yeah. Because you're getting two regular booster packs in this pack as well, aren't you? So. Yeah. It is good value in that sense. And I think it keeps people engaged every month. You know, oh, I'm going to get a pack get the jumbos essentially for free and you're buying two two booster packs and it's at that price point where kids can go out and buy it as well and it's almost exactly. like you know it reminds me of when i was a kid collecting certain like um series where you'd buy monthly a magazine or something and put it in a binder and it built up to a collection yeah. Yeah. a similar concept with this you know you're going to get the collection binder it's going to have enough space in there for all of your cards you're going to get the pikachu exactly. in there um and then, yeah, put the rest of them in there to, to build it up. 
Um, what I do like as well, um, what's interesting is that these cards are the same cards that we saw some people pulling in Vivid Voltage packs in no, French. No, these, are, these are different cards. Are they different artwork? I thought they were they the are, same cards. No, these cards were only oh, okay. black and white uh, and on. So these are probably mcdonald's promos but we don't know about them okay because uh, we did briefing. see people putting some with the same stamp didn't we in french yes. and other yes. languages out of vivid voltage booster packs which accidentally got yeah. put in there so yeah. oh okay so they're different artwork okay different. my mistake i <laughs> thought they're the same ones it's no problem yeah um, what is interesting uh, is um they removed uh, the copyright uh, uh the rest of the coast from the copyright line so <laughs> I think it's very interesting yeah. uh, how they. I don't know how they managed it. Probably uh, we will never know. But I, I am very happy uh, we can see uh, original uh, cars being reprinted from the Wizards of the Coast era. Yep. And it's very nostalgic. Come on, it's not the, the, the base set ones. They are not evolutions, but from the base set. Same for new. Uh, the new we haven't seen new uh, newer era cards for. In ages, you know, I don't think these were ever used again after Wizards of the Coast uh, uh, went, uh, was removed from the license, you know. Yeah. So I'm very, very excited for uh, for these kind of uh, products. And I think these are all of the, 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 the Pokemon that were debuted in their each generation yep. of their respective year. So, for example, uh, EX Ruby and Sapphire base set. I think that the starters were, for example, all starters were, were in there. Yeah. Same goes for all the, the other generations. And lastly, uh, there, um, it, I think it will it release chronologically. They will start from the Gala region, Gen 8. I was going to mention and, that, yeah. They're going backwards, yeah. aren't they? So they're almost counting yeah. you down to the 25th exactly. anniversary uh, set, set, which, yes. which is... Um, which is quite nice. So yeah, you're starting with the Gala and you're going backwards and you end with the uh, Kanto region on the 8th of October, which is the same day. Um, well, yeah, I think the special set um, comes out on that day, doesn't it? Yeah. So that'll be very interesting to see if that is the case, if that's how they've deliberately planned it. Yeah, and that's not this is not the last product. Uh, if people are disappointed, hey, it's still too early to judge. Uh, please have some faith and uh, in Pokemon, it's it will it will be a great year, and uh, please celebrate this year. Just enjoy Pokemon. You know, it's not all about the money. Some people uh, think and and act like this is their year to make so much money okay there are some products you will make money or off but just enjoy the hobby man is that's that's the first thing you need to do otherwise it won't be as fun to collect cards and now people even now to sculpt this this product let let people enjoy uh, this product and just enjoy yourself you know it's important it's not all about the money. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. And I've seen, like you're saying, I've seen people who are extremely disappointed with this product saying, oh, oh my God, it's oversized jumbo cards. Why they're not doing... Again, it's January. You know, um, Pokemon yeah. did say to us, this is going to be a year of celebrations. Um, so the teaser that they did 
saying look out for announcements throughout the year for new stuff celebrating all year round. So they will be obviously announcing new stuff throughout the year. This is just yeah. this is just the start of it, guys. So so look out for some more interesting stuff as yeah. well. I think I think having I think having the jumbo cards is possibly a really good idea on on you know Pokemon's part. We're at a time now when yeah. there are a lot of scalpers around. Pokemon cards, as we yeah. as discussed, are you know possibly as popular as it's ever been. Could you imagine if they released a binder with a 25th anniversary Pikachu regular sized card in it? Do you, can you imagine how difficult yeah. it would be to obtain that binder? Because that was just a regular sized yeah. card with this you know, 25th anniversary Pikachu. The fact that they're jumbo cards, I, it's going to make it more, you know, more obtainable for people, people who do want to enjoy the cards, who do want to enjoy the artwork, who do yeah. want it just because it's 25th anniversary, not to keep it, grade it, sell it. You know, pe- people, you know, are going to find this so much more accessible because it is jumbo. And, ki- and you know, kids won't mind if it's a jumbo card or not. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. At the end of the day, these yeah. cards were never going to be designed to be played with. So having them jumbo doesn't take away from the amazing artwork on and the nostalgia and, you know, associating with when, when you first dropped into Pokemon and what was your first starter, you know, everyone's going to enjoy this. And like you say, Ryan, it, it makes it accessible to everyone because it's not so desirable to scalpers now because of it being oversized. So yeah, Absolutely. I think it's a pretty good product mm. to start things off with. Yeah, absolutely. It's better than uh, last year, the 20th anniversary, Agreed. in my opinion. They're trying something new. Yeah. And um, these, these these specific cards won't, probably won't uh, re-release as they are. I don't think that will happen. Uh, you, you might never know, but I don't think these specific cards would be reprinted in this kind of style. Um, that would, yeah, I, I don't think, I don't see that happening. They, they know what they have and they know what they are doing. And with, uh, they, I mean, Pokemon Company and, uh, international version as well. They won't release, uh, 20 year old cards straight and, uh, without, uh, uh you know, uh, as they are intended. That's, there's some, there's something that Yu-Gi-Oh! I think does, you know, uh, re-releasing old cards in their old template. But they clearly label it. This is a reprint or something like that. I think it's the same with Magic: The Gathering, but this rarely happens with Pokemon. Yeah, if you if you know what I mean. So yeah, I, I think in, I think in Yu-Gi-Oh and and Magic, obviously you've got. I think Pokemon standard format is by far the most popular when it comes to playability. So the two year rolling standard format expanded really isn't as popular um in Yu-Gi-Oh from my understanding of Yu-Gi-Oh every card is playable apart from anything on the band list so that they always get reprinted things are a lot more accessible and obviously from a collector's point of view the rarer the more first edition it is the more value it's got but from a player's point of view there's a lot more accessibility to all those yeah. cards because they get reprinted so often um and magic again you know sometimes you do get certain cards reprinted there and again it's to help keep that pool healthy of cards that are playable yeah. because these formats are a lot more um, playing with older cards is a lot more widespread. Um, whereas in Pokemon, it's not so much, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. We're going to move on now to our final topic of discussion, um, which is uh, S5 
I and S5R, Single Strike Master, Rapid Strike Master, the main set lists have been revealed. So these are your normal full sort of 70-card set lists. Um, so we can see what's in the set. Obviously, the super rare and higher um, will start to get leaked from Wednesday when people start opening boxes and we start seeing them. Um, so keep an eye on PokeGuardian.com because uh, Zachariah does a sterling job of making sure he gets up and gets all those images up early and then high quality scans throughout the day as well onto the website for you guys to see. Um, so yeah, very interesting list. Um, what do you guys think of um, what we've seen so far? Well, <laughs> let's start with Ryan. <laughs> uh, you know, I, th I think there's some great cards there. You got um, you got the special arts for one, uh, but looking at the yeah. new cards and outs on the whole list, you know, you got Corviknight V. We've got um, Flapple uh, V, which, uh, by the way, I just know I'm going to get the, the SR Flapple. In, a, in my box, <laughs> uh, we've got a, or, or Stoutland V, even something like that. Yeah. We've got Necrozma as well. Um, I think um, is it Level Ball that's back? Everyone's quite yes. excited. Yeah. That Level Ball yeah. has been players reprinted. of the game. That's been the most exciting thing, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not a player myself of the actual uh, card game, but I've seen a lot of hype around the Level Ball return on a. Uh, on Twitter, and I think as, as a player yourself, and and you, Zach, um, you guys can probably understand where they're coming from. I, th I think it, what it does, Level Ball enables you now to make um, certain cards, for example, that aren't V or V maxes, become a lot more playable because you can quickly get them into the game. So, for example, you've got the Mad Party mechanic, is one example. Um, you can now search for a lot of those cards, bring them out straight away and start doing some damage. You've also got, um, what's the one that Bird Keeper uses? Basically, if you played a Bird Keeper from your hand, the attack cost is free for these flying Pokemon. Um, so you can start using Level Ball to now make common, uncommon and rare cards like hol um, non-hollows a lot more playable which I think is very, very good for the playing meta. It just means you can bring a lot more affordable decks, become make them viable again, because what's, what we've seen in the game, especially as, you know, the HP's been going up and up and up of Vs, G, you know, you had Tag Team GXs, and then you've got the V cards and the V Maxes, that smaller Pokemon cards just haven't been able to make much of an impact um, in the game, whereas I think now with Level Ball, you, you, Level Ball is going to level the playing field a bit, essentially, and, and <laughs> allow the meta to flourish a bit more. Yeah, you don't have to discard anything with Quick yeah. Ball. Yeah, you need to have the, you need to discard something, and sometimes it works in a specific deck where you need to discard. But for example, if you don't have anything in your hand, uh, maybe rare candy, you desperately need. And you need to discard it in, in favor for a level ball. Uh, yeah, that's that's that, that could hurt, for example. Yeah. But yeah, I think I played it during XY era. I think it was the last one, last time uh, this card was printed. I assume. I think it was. Yeah, it has its uses. I think when quick ball uh, dis disappears uh, in, in its entirety, it could be uh, not bad. Uh, we will see. And they have been reprinting a lot of cards. Um, uh, some uh, cards are uh, in, in a new form, but do the same. 
Same with the Corina, you know, the rep strike version. It's, um, I think it was uh, Lily, but without the, the eight uh, cards when you first turn. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, they are uh, reprinting some, uh, some cards, uh, in a new way or another. Uh, speaking of the sad list, <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised Necrozma makes his debut again, uh, in this generation. Uh, we saw a lot of Necrozma before, but okay. Uh, Covey Knight is a fan favorite, I think. Yeah. I think it is. Yeah. Which is very cool. I think there are a lot of fan I favorites. I wish it was, there. uh, yeah, it's, it's sort of set for, for essentially a base set for year two. Um, I do wish I would have uh, seen Corvi Knight in, uh, in the Battlestars mechanic rather than Empoleon. It's my, my taste, you know, yeah. but, um, because I prefer, uh, the new Gala Pokemon to shine this uh, generation. Same with, uh, with Shiny Star V, uh, Shinies. Some people complained about, hey, there's too much, uh, not, not fan favorites, but more Gala Pokemon. Let these Gala Pokemon have the shiny because some of them will never get a shiny again in the future. Yeah, exactly. I'm almost certain of that. And these uh, Gen 1 or Pikachu's always get a shiny. It's obvious, you know, you can almost predict that. So it's same with here. Let, uh, let the Gala Pokemon shine and they, they do. Don't get me wrong. But, um, yeah, I think it's a very nice set list, good art, uh, nice playable cards, um, some reprints going on. I think Rocky Helmet, uh, is going, coming back. Bruno makes his uh, debut as a supporter card, which has never been the case before. So that's also very cool. Uh, I hope his full art will be, will be very nice. Uh, I think Corina <laughs> full art will be, uh, very, uh, very cool. As with Mint QV. Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think Rapid Strike, the, the, the blue box, the Rapid Strike one will be the more desirable set, uh, in terms of collectability. It has the nicer, uh, Urshifu special art. It has Corina, which is more preferred than Bruno, <laughs> probably. Yeah. Um, Mint QV is also, um, I think it was in the single strike set. Which is a nice balance. Uh, You've also got Tyranitar, and Tyranitar is very, very Tyranitar. popular card. Yeah, it's a, it's, I think it's a well. I think. Yeah, it's also in there, and Victini uh, V and V Max, which is a little bit uh, Tapukoko and, and uh, Victini V already had a V card, so yep. it feels a little bit double up. I think I do think they should have just released a V Max card of it. As a single promo, yeah, but I think those those V cards were originally released in the stock in the decks that came out at the beginning, didn't they? So maybe not everyone would have had access to them because I think there were just one per deck. Um, I I can't remember because I didn't open those original five decks, but um, yeah. So I think reprinting them because these are different versions. Yeah, unique, unique new cards. Yeah, they've got different moves and different versions. The the Tapu Koko guys, Um, so yes. Incredible, I, I think I'm the looking at it. Stunning on this type of Coco. Yeah, I mean, it could be up there as one of the best looking V cards so far. I mean, yeah. I just feel <laughs> everything in that card. I can't. I really hope yeah. I get that card because I'm quite. Yeah, it's the same. It's as uh, Lucario V. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think for me, the Tapu Koko, the artwork looks amazing on the regular Tapu Koko V. Uh, Mimikyu's really disappointed me, to be fair. I don't like the look of that. It looks very 19, late 90s CGI. Yeah, it looks CGI um, style. Um, you know, um, so it's disappointed me quite a bit that one um, because I'm a Mimikyu fan. And that's a character to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that Tapu Coco has got to be a mate. Uh, and I think Phalanx, the regular Phalanx in this set looks pretty good as well. Um, I think it was. Um, yes. oh, yeah, yes. there's a few nice artworks. And I think, you know, when you look through some of the, uh, and this is what I really liked about this era, is that some of the regular arts have really outshone the Vs and the V Maxes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. You know, like the Shibuzu Gengar is a perfect example of, of one, you know, and there are some other cards that we've seen amazing artwork in the regular size card. It's a shame we don't get to see a bigger image of it because it takes up such a small amount of the card, um, yeah. which is why you always like to see that in more of a full art style in, on the V or the VMAX. And then we have um, the special arts now, which, is, which are doing just that. Exactly, which is which is going to give a... I mean, just seeing what we, we've seen already, it's so promising what we can be expecting in the rest of the special arts that we haven't seen yet. There's a lot to look forward to. Yeah, and I really hope they release that art book. <laughs> yes. Because I, I I can't wait to see some of these cards on the big uh, page, yeah. uh, on enlarged uh, with full detail for everyone to see. Um, I will be really sad uh, if that illustra illustration magazine will be the best thing we ever get uh, close to an art book. But I, this is the last, uh, if this year doesn't contain an art book, I think we won't get any art book in a couple of years. You know, this is their chance. Yeah. Because the 20th anniversary uh, released an art book. Um, and before that, I think during early uh, XY, uh, late black and white era, they released an art book. And by the way, this uh, that book is still available in English if you if you want it. So I recommend buying that. It's not not expensive. If you uh, weren't aware of that, you have to send me a link uh, after the podcast. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, it was the illustration collection. I think something like that. Pokemon TCG illustration collection. I think it was Pokemon card game illustration collection. There's a big Rikaza and a Mewtwo on there. You can't miss it. Um, by the way, also Cheryl and Phoebe are uh, in both sets. So there will be uh, some uh, some uh, supporter uh, women in there for each set, I think. Uh, it would be weird if they were left out because uh, there is room for it. Um yeah, I have nothing to add. <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting to see what we get as our full arts and full art supporters. Um, but yeah, um, some people have mentioned like they don't like the um, rapid strike or the single strike logos on the cards. Um, they think it detracts from the cards, especially like with the uh, special arts. But I see, I really don't have a issue with them, to be fair. But no, um, I like it. Yeah because it's obviously placed in the top corner of the artwork. Um, uh, and, it, and it is quite bold, I have to say. But, um, but it's quite an important yeah, mechanic though, isn't it? It's going to be a very important mechanic. It for, is. For the yeah, game. and you need it, it to be in your... Yeah, because when you're playing, you need it to be there in your face to tell you, yeah, this is a 
rapid strike card you know so that those specific mechanics apply to this particular card and it's similar to like where we had ultra beasts written on cards you know uh you need it there so then when that certain mechanics being used you're fully aware that it's um and it's in your face you know yeah it, it probably won't be there forever yeah i think yeah. it's for one year maybe max I th- yeah i think i think so i think it's similar to like like i was like like i just mentioned ultra beasts you know we saw the introduction of ultra beasts in crimson invasion in english i think which was yeah. like, you know and then it's really took off with ultra prism and stuff um which was the sort of set year two set of sun and moon um so yeah uh, and I think it's interesting they've got Necrozma in this set. It's the first, like you're saying, it's the first time we've seen Necrozma in yeah. Sword and Shield, and um, you, you know Necrozma as the nemesis of Sun and Moon. So <laughs> to see it in uh, Sword and Shield, you're wondering where that story is going, you know, with it because yeah, uh, yeah I, don't, I don't think there's any connection. I don't think there's any yeah story or no, lore behind no. you know connected to video games or anything. But it's interesting to see it in here, but. Um, yeah, this early, I think it's interesting. They have decided to uh, throw in Necrozma this early. Would have made a little bit more sense after S, uh, the, the Calyrex set. Yeah. Because after that set, I think they can go fully uh, crazy with all the legendaries and you know how it goes. Um, but yeah, we will see. Um, yeah. I am excited. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You're hoping for Lugia is what you're saying. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> no, uh, if uh, if it releases, um, yeah, I will uh, go crazy. Mm-hmm. It's uh, what I'm hoping for. I really do hope it's a. Uh, a it comes with a battle style mechanic. Yeah. Because uh, then art. it would have a sp- indeed a special card probably, or more chance because we don't know uh, for for now at least. Uh, if the regular uh, V cards will have a special card, I don't know, but we will see. We've not got but, a long uh, yes. to wait. <laughs> yeah, you bring it on. I am fully prepared. Um, yeah, we will see what happens. <laughs> okay, I think we have reached the conclusion of our podcast. And is there anything else any of you guys want to add before we conclude? Yeah, where, where can we find uh, your store, uh, Ryan? And uh, how can you contact uh, the store? So you can contact Cado Collectibles at um, our email address. We have an email address where we've got info at CadoCollectibles.com. Uh, we're on Twitter at Cado Collectible. I think it's Collectible. I don't think there was enough letters to have yeah. Collectibles. So it's Cado Collectible on Twitter, uh, Cado Collectibles on uh, Instagram. And yeah, you can contact us via the contact us page on the Cado Collectibles website as well we're happy to help you guys uh with whatever you need and uh, even if there's cards um that you guys are after that might not be listed you know we've got quite a huge backstop here so just give us a shout and we'll do our best to try and help you out excellent and i've used them numerous times already and i have to say the service is impeccable and uh, i think it's something uh, uh, sort of that was needed um for us to have a especially in europe in the uk and obviously you sh- they ship out worldwide don't you ryan we do um, indeed. I've, yeah, I've got friends in America who've been shopping from Cardo Collectibles as well and very happy with the service, how quick and how well packaged items are. And I'm really impressed. So, yeah, from a customer's point of view, I'm very happy with the service. I'd highly recommend well, them. Thank you very much for that glowing review. No problem. 
we're, 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 we're very lucky. We, we uh, me and Adam, we both have a really sort of wealth of experience in in the in the call it an industry, if you like. Um, we've got a lot of contacts, people in Japan who we know, and people we've been friends with for a long time. So you know, we're, we're fortunate in the sense that we can get you know those elusive promos in store, and we we've got people who can help us do that, and you know, get get the rare items that you might not be able to get even in Japan. So we do feel like we're bringing a service uh, to, to people outside of Japan who, you know, really love the Japanese uh, TCG and have just found it a little bit unobtainable, like like we did ourselves at stages. So we're just trying to, to, to do that and fill a little bit of a gap for people. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today and we hope you've enjoyed the podcast and we'll see you guys soon on the next one. Take care. Goodbye. Bye.